Hey everyone, welcome back to the Eliza Writes Things podcast in which I share with you my poetry that punches and soothes activating empathy and justice. You can normally find me on Instagram at Eliza Writes Things. I post a lot of poetry there and just like pictures and reflections about things in my life. You can also visit my website with my blog at elizawritesthings.squarespace.com and if you gave up Instagram for Lent or you just hate checking the app, you can subscribe to my twice a month email letters which feature new poetry that's only in those emails, a little love letter from me that's just encouraging and updating you on my life along with a roundup of my latest poems, blog posts, and podcast episodes. So you can get everything right there and it's only twice a month because I hate spamming people's inboxes and I hate having my inbox spammed. I am breaking the podcast kosher rule of only posting once a week because I don't really care about following that rule. Um, I had a request to record an episode explaining the poem I posted yesterday for Ash Wednesday called Empty. And I was like, well, I would much rather do it sooner rather than wait until next week. And I already have poems that I'm really excited to share with you next week. So here I am on Thursday. Um, But you can always count on an episode coming out every Wednesday and I will definitely keep breaking the once a week rule to feature other poems and other things every so often, but probably not every week. So without further ado, here's my poem entitled Empty. Empty. More of you and less of me. My eyes glaze over after nine hours of letting noise scream into my ears, noise clog my bloodstream, noise seep into my bone marrow, a skeletal woman bent over, overthinking the noise in herself. My stomach growls. More of you and less of me. I come from dust and I hope I go to dust again, but at this rate I'll probably dissolve into a trillion green pixels and shredded dollar bills. Remember you are dust. Blessed are the poor in spirit, he says. But because I crave the cheap thrill of being defiant, I throw my god in the trash can with my used coffee cup and strut to the next hour of noise, drilling shredded dollar bills into my skull with a power tool of solid gold. That song, that song is stuck in my head again and it will be until 2am. Remember you are dust. Nails on a chalkboard and I painted them ash. More of you and less of me. Fasting makes me irritable so I quit by 2pm because I can't stand not getting what I want. Remember you are dust. Where's that sound coming from? We keep Grey's Anatomy playing in the background at all hours because it makes us feel less alone and silence is terrifying. Why are you crying? You'll ruin your mascara and yourself. Remember you are dust. It's so loud in here. It's so loud. More of you and less of me. Today I chased pixelated cheap thrills and skull-shattering noise, but I found Jesus instead. And to dust you shall return. I want to begin by saying that the line, more of you and less of me, um, if you see the transcript of the poem on my Instagram, you is capitalized, which means that I'm referring to God. And the idea is that we invite God into ourselves to make us holier, to make us more like him, to make us 
fully alive and more of our own selves and less of me, meaning emptying ourselves not of our personalities and the quirks that we have in our characters and the fun things that we do and enjoy, but less of the sin, the pain, the anguish in ourselves. I wanted to offer that for clarification. It's not that I'm letting some other human being completely engulf me and let myself become just a robotic extension of that person, a clone. But it's all about God. And some saint, who I don't remember exactly who, said that the more like Jesus we become, the more of our truest and unique selves we become. The holier we are, the more our own real personalities shine through because they aren't overshadowed and thwarted by sin and anguish, which is so empowering and so exciting to think about. I know that many Christian denominations celebrate Ash Wednesday with a service in which part of it, um, the priest or pastor makes a cross on your forehead with his finger. But at my church yesterday, they used broken in half Q-tips, which I thought was a very good idea for COVID. Um, with ashes that have been blessed. And I'm not sure about this in other denominations, but in the Catholic Church, which I'm a part of, the priest says, remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Which is a very beautiful and poetic way of outlining who we are and where we come from. All in this world is just straw, and it's going to go away when we die. We can't take anything into heaven or hell or temporarily purgatory if you're a Catholic like myself. Um, and really nothing in this life, if you are a Christian, nothing in this life matters except for loving and serving the Lord and his children. And we forget that so easily all the time. And that is what I was trying to outline in this poem is the constant noise, noise, noise and chaos and dollar bills flying everywhere of living in, I can only speak from living in the American South, but I think this is true in many places. Um, there's just so much chaos and distraction and noise and it cuts us to the core and a lot of us are so numb to all that noise, we don't even realize it. Um, one of my friends in college used to have this really bad habit of leaving the TV on 24-7. And it wasn't necessarily Grey's Anatomy. I just picked that one literally because it's a popular show um, for one of the later stanzas in this poem. Um, I don't remember what TV... Oh, I don't remember what TV show she always left on, but it was always something, even when she was sleeping at night. And it's because she felt so alone um, if no one else was around and she was there by herself, which, yeah, that is lonely. But she was so uncomfortable with sitting with herself in the silence and coming to terms with all of her inner thoughts and the inner dialogue of toxic messages throwing at herself and trying to combat them with positive messages. She just couldn't take it anymore. And so she left the TV on all the time just to feel less alone. And I don't tell that story from a place of judgment because I haven't necessarily been there with TV, but I have been there with podcasts, with music, with just constantly trying to overstimulate myself with Instagram. These past few weeks, I've had a particularly 
difficult personal time and I've spent so much time on my Instagram reels and they are made to be addicting. Remember Vine? The videos were squares and so we saw white space in between each video and that made that app less addicting because your brain was taken outside of the app when you saw the white space between videos. But TikTok and Instagram reels take up your whole stream and so it is an infinite um stream of constant exposure and noise and it is so bad for us um because it distracts us they can these kinds of funny videos and things on the internet and tv shows and podcasts and music and stuff can offer us joy it's not that they are inherently bad but unfortunately they are all really addictive and if we plunge too far into them then we get distracted from the reality of the present moment where we are Remembering that we are dust and to dust we shall return is a really, really great thing to repeat to yourself, to remind yourself that, guess what? All of this is temporary. All of this is going to die someday. I am going to die someday. But I don't say that in fear or in absolute dread because when I die, hopefully I go to heaven to be with God. Um... And if you are someone who is not Christian, when you die, then at the very, even if you don't believe in heaven and hell, at the very least, all the noise is over. And I hope that you feel like in your life you have lived in the present as much as you can and accomplished things that truly matter. Things that aren't noisy, but sing songs of beauty and of love. The line in the first stanza, um, a skeletal woman bent over overthinking the noise in herself is a reference to something that St. Augustine? It was either St. Augustine or C.S. Lewis, and I know those are very different people. Um, It was something, it was a quote that I learned my freshman year of college in a Bible study, and I just don't remember the person. Um... But they talked about this idea of navel-gazing, which is when we sin and just fall to a lot of vanity and pride, where rather than looking outward into the world and making eye contact with the human being right in front of us, we bend over to stare at our belly buttons, navel-gazing. And all of this noise, I think, I know from personal experience, if I let in too much media into my life in a day it completely bombards and overwhelms my head and I start navel gazing without even really wanting to like the weight is so heavy on my shoulders and on my skull that my posture just completely curls into itself and I don't even feel like a human being that's why I referenced skeletons bone marrow bloodstream um and in a later stanza skulls because All of this total infestation of media that wants us to just buy stuff that doesn't really make us feel better and wants us to intake content that makes us jealous and makes us feel worse about ourselves, makes us feel all of that contributes to making us feel like we are less than human and treating other people like they are less than human. For example, the porn industry. It is... I have another podcast about this coming later, but it is completely constructed upon the idea that human beings are not human beings and that they are only worth as much as they can perform and put out and that when you consume porn, it causes you to see other human beings as 
a sum of what they can do as a tool to be used rather than as a person with inherent goodness just because they exist. The line, blessed are the poor in spirit, he says, but I crave the cheap thrill of being defiant, so I throw my God in the trash can with my used coffee cup and strut to the next hour of noise, is a really sad line to me because that hits really personally. I read in scripture the Beatitudes and how much Christ tells us to love one another and love God, which (laughs) such simple sentences, such simple sentences, And I just forget, I do some prayer time in the morning and at night. And, but the biggest thing that I'm constantly telling my mentor at my church is that I'm so good at making a time to pray and then just completely forgetting about it as I move about my day. So that's what I mean by, I crave the cheap thrill of being defiant. I get a really big head and feel really prideful and I strut around my college campus and just as carelessly as I throw out a um, single-use coffee cup, I throw out any thoughts or sentiments or desires to remain close to my God throughout my day unless something is like very directly put in front of my face that reminds me to do that. Because in an average day of mine, I get so so much exposure to subpar material and it's not even that it necessarily has to be Christian it doesn't I about a year ago I really cleaned out my Instagram and I unfollowed a ton of influencers that I liked but they weren't really necessarily putting anything on my feed that made me feel better about myself or about the world we live in and I followed a lot of museum accounts that is some of the best advice I can give you is follow like the MoMA, the Met. There are so many art museums in the world that exist that have really great Instagrams. And even just seeing a masterpiece painting pop up in my feed in between looking at whatever my friends are posting is so good for the soul because it reminds you, oh my gosh, beauty gets deep into our bones in a really, really beautiful way. Media that makes us feel worse about ourselves and that is just there to distract or cheaply entertain or make us feel like other human beings are only worth however much attention or money they can give us is media that makes us feel less than human. But beautiful art, it does not have to be Christian. It does not have to be Blessed Is She's Instagram account. Beautiful art really captivates our souls and that was a really big change that helped me so much. The important thing to touch on, I believe, is the last stanza of the poem, and I'll repeat it. Today I chased pixelated cheap thrills and skull-shattering noise, but I found Jesus instead, and to dust you shall return. That is the first time in this poem I use the second half of the phrase used at Ash Wednesday, remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Um, The reason I repeated the first half throughout the beginning of the poem up until this point so much is I was trying to mimic the inner battle of someone who so desperately wants to live a life in which they feel positive about themselves and feel like a human being, but these negative messages from our world are constantly bombarding their heads. And so it's, oh my gosh, noise, 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 and then remember you are dust. I also included a line from one of my favorite worship songs, which is Phil Wickham's Spirit of God. That line is more of you and less of me. Um, 
And if you see this poem on Instagram, you'll see that that is in, in italics along with remember you are dust. So the idea is here's the noise and then here's the truth that makes us feel fully alive. Father Mike Schmitz um, did an excellent homily on Lent that is on his podcast of all of his homilies, so you can go listen to it, where he talks about how a lot of people tend to come back to the church for Lent and Ash Wednesday because people really like this sense of renewal, this idea of, oh my gosh, my life is so bombarded with noise. I need to make a change. I need to get rid of things. I want to feel like myself again. I want to feel human again. And that the suffering of Lent is so, so, so good to lean into. Remember you are dust and to dust you shall return. That's why I say today I chased pixelated cheek thrills and skull shattering noise. Like I always do, just consuming stuff that does not necessarily improve my life, but thanks to being drawn back by going to mass receiving these ashes on my forehead and this reminder remember you are destined to dusty shall return i am reminded oh this is the truth none of this noise in life matters and i really need to fill my head with less of it so that i can better remember who i am <clears throat> and where i come from i i think at face value the idea of us being dust and going back to dust one day can sound really condescending, but I don't think that's true. It's, first of all, it's metaphorically speaking. We <laughs> come from other human beings, and but it is true that whenever we die, we are cremated or our bodies disintegrate otherwise. Um, but this idea is that you, none of us were born complete super superstars none of us were born carrying buckets of this noise out of the womb all of us were born in the same way all of us will die and that's not condescending it's really 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 humbling and I think it's really freeing as well like I don't have to chase all of these things and fill my life with all of this noise if I don't want to even though that's what so much of our culture tells me I should do. I don't have to do that. I can give myself permission to simply exist, to honor and respect and appreciate and love myself just for my existence because my entire worth as a human being is just in the fact that I exist, not in whatever I have to prove or put forth into the world, but just because I exist. That's true no matter what religion you are of. You have inherent dignity and worth because you exist. Remember you are dust and to dust you shall return. And let that message completely, obliteratingly, and unapologetically set you free. Thank you so much for joining me for this surprise episode that I didn't even know I was going to record until this morning. Um, I hope that you really enjoyed it and that it soothes your soul and empowers you to lean in whether you celebrate Lent well we don't really celebrate Lent we kind of like lean in whether you lean into Lent with your religious denomination or not um you can use this I hope that this poem empowers you to use this time to lean into suffering lean into a cleansing fire that is hard and hurts it's hard to give up things we're addicted to like TikTok and Instagram but it is so worth it to finally feel like ourselves again. I want myself back, and I know I'm not the only person who does. So thank you so much for joining me. 
You can find me on Instagram at Eliza Writes Things if you are still there. And you can find me on my blog and access all the poetry not on social media at elizawritesthings.squarespace.com. And please subscribe to my emails if you would like a twice a month roundup of all the things that I write and say. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you soon.